Welcome to Get Better at Business. Have you ever heard somebody talk about know thyself? Well, I think that it's very helpful to know thyself. It is also very helpful to know thy team. And someone who has been very helpful to me in getting to know myself a little bit better is the very charming, very strong, very kind, and very smart Melissa Baxter, who's back on the program. Melissa, thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me, especially with an intro like that, Travis. Well, <laughs> it's know thyself, know thy team, and know Melissa Baxter. Those are three yes. good bits <laughs> of advice that anyone would take. And those who know you, I think, would agree uh, about my chosen adjectives to describe you. So anyway, thank you so much for coming back. I really do appreciate it very much. My pleasure. I was excited to be asked back. Yes. So since we have last spoken, I know that there is a very significant change in your life. Yes. And so the you are expecting. And I am. We are. I will say we are. <laughs> it's not just me on my own. <laughs> so here's a hot take that you're free to offer up. How do you feel about couples saying we are pregnant whenever I, I know that your husband is not, is, is clearly not? What is your opinion about the phrase we are pregnant? It doesn't bother me as much. It really bothers Brian, actually. He is not, <laughs> he does not like to say we are pregnant. He says Melissa is pregnant. We are expecting a baby. <laughs> And he's very adamant about it. I don't really care. It, it's all the same idea. What does bother me is when my family does a we or Ooh. says my. That bothers me. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is not your we. This is my we yes. or my own. So, so that part's been interesting. So what? What? when is the happy day? How far away are we from uh, this little bundle of joy? We're weeks. Okay. We're 25 weeks yesterday. So that's about six months ish uh, so she's due september 15th are you are, are you very how excited are you that you get to be the most pregnant during the hottest time of the year in dallas Texas? <laughs> um, i'm very grateful that my parents live two miles away and have a pool that i can invade every summer or every i am very grateful mm. that my parents have a pool that i can invade every weekend and it's only two miles away so I'm not that excited, but I am excited that I have really very easily accessible. <laughs> yeah, could be worse. Never could be worse. It could, could be worse. Be worse. But I just keep thinking I'm just going to be a big old beach ball every summer, every weekend, you know, hanging out in the pool, and I'm okay with that. That sounds great. <laughs> yes, that does not sound bad. There are certainly worse, worse fates that someone could be assigned to. So. As a reminder to folks who perhaps did not hear our previous conversations together, just g give us a rundown of what you are currently up to in your business life, both uh, Flourish and your day job, I guess you could say. Uh, just give us an update on what you're up to at the moment. Sure. So it is a joke within my family that I do not only have one job ever. Um, people never know what I do because I do so many things. Um, so my nine to five job is I am a corporate trainer at a, at a company called Benefit Mall with our other friend, Jenny. Um, and it's been really great. I've really, really enjoyed it. I've gotten to stretch a lot. Um, we're actually doing three different trainings at the same time right now. So it's, it's a little bit chaotic, but it's been really, really fun to get to know so many people at the company and really um, stretch into this role that I didn't know that I always wanted, but I always wanted. Um, so that's my day job. Um, and then I have my semi 
on the side job, which is I also run a wedding chapel at my church, Bentry Bible Fellowship, that I've gone to since I was 11. Um, so we have weddings that go on there every year, and I'm in charge of recruiting the people that come in and, and organizing it and then having a team that executes, and I don't have to be there. So that's even better. Um, and then finally, I have my um, Enneagram life strategy company called Flourish Life Strategies. And so Flourish Life Strategies is really my baby. It's really what I get to own and do. And it's it's come out of my own creation. And um, it's really fun because I it's so important to me and always has been to know why do I think the way I do? Why do I feel the way I do? Why do I seem to be different than other people? And I wanted, as I got older and understood more about that and understood um, my, my degrees in psychology, and so I spent four years at paying a lot of money to learn more about that as well. Um, but I wanted to help other people get to the same realization I did without having to go to a trained therapist or learning alternative um, programs or sessions as well. Uh, um, things like um, assessments is the word I'm going for. Yeah. So what, what do you feel where do you feel that your expertise with the Enneagram is most helpful? Do you feel that it's most helpful in dealing with the wedding stuff or in dealing with the corporate training job? That is a great question. I think it, it's really helpful in everything. And I'm, I'm going to, this is kind of a cop-out answer, but not only is it helpful in weddings and in corporate, but it's also helpful in my everyday life and relating to other people. Um, what I love about the Enneagram and what I love about different assessments and getting to dive deeper into them is that when I understand that other people, one, are different than me, I, I take much less offense when they have other things to say or they feel they have a different opinion than I do. Um, and it, it helps me come into situations with more of an open mind and have an idea of where they may be coming from. So if, if I say something and it offends someone, I, I have the idea of, oh, they just think differently than I do, or there is some reason that this is the reaction that they're having me. How can I take a step back and dig a little bit deeper? So it helps me in weddings because it helps me when when brides, grooms, mothers of brides, when people get panicked, I, again, I don't internalize that. That's not about me. That's not about what's going on with Melissa doing her job. That has to do with them and the way they handle stressful situations. It's really helpful in my corporate job though, because as a trainer, I have to bring 75 people into one session and then get them to talk. They don't want to talk. <laughs> they want to sit there, get the information and get out. But again, I'm able, if I can have a little bit of dialogue with them, I'm able to make them feel relaxed or make them feel more comfortable. And then when they do contribute, I can identify what they're saying a little bit better and help bring them in, in the way that they're comfortable versus how I feel like they should be comfortable. Yeah. So would you say that having these tools that you can go back to and having frameworks that are available to understand the way people behave. Do you find that it depersonalizes things? I think that it's a, I think it's a great bit of advice. This is in the four agreements, which is a great book. If you've never read it, one of, one of the pillars of the book is don't take things personally and that nothing that anyone is ever doing is about you. And so do you feel that having these frameworks really helps you to depersonalize things where you are able to not take things to heart or feel like it is a commentary on you as a human, but simply on the way that they are acting and the way that they like to behave. 
Yes, it does. It gives me, I love the word that you said, the word framework, because what I love about Enneagram and then other assessments too, um, it gives you an idea or a framework of how other people tend to act. Now, I know you and I spoke in our last session, not everyone fits in a box and that's okay. And that's fine. And we want that. So when we talk about Enneagram disc, predictive index, any of these assessment tools that we're using, no one fits into every box perfectly. And that's because we're all different people who come from different backgrounds and have had different experiences. And that's, that's great. So it's kind of humbling a little bit too, because yes, I may have an idea based on things that you've said, but that doesn't mean I know everything about you either. On the other side of the coin, while it does help to depersonalize it, it also helps me to know how am I coming off in a way that's not helpful to other people? How am I stepping in and hindering myself and the communication I'm trying to have with you because of because you have a different framework than I do? So while that's still not personal, it's still helping educate me on what I'm saying or how I'm interacting with someone else. So I, 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 I wholeheartedly agree that it's a... The idea, I think a reason that people, and we talked about this on the last episode, but I think the reason that some people are very resistant to this is that it's number one is that it going through one of these, going through some of this discovery, it can be very probing and it can be very invasive. It can feel very, it, it, if you're not clear on the intent and what you're trying to accomplish with by doing this investigation, it can feel very critical. What are you going to do with this information? And I think that there are some people out there that do not have the proper context for using these tools. And they say, oh, okay, well, this is where your dots line up on this spectrum. And therefore, you need to be a janitor. Or, hey, this is this is the type that you are, and so therefore you should be a teacher or a CEO or a corporate trainer or whatever. And I think that I have seen people misuse this and it really just, it, it erodes trust before it, rather than build trust. So based on your experience, what tips do you, would you have for someone that is interested in, well, let's back up. The first thing is that Stress test me on this. I think that whenever you get these results, the best way that you can handle it is kind of a two-step process. Number one, validating it, presenting this information to the other party and saying, and, and, and not opening up with a statement of, oh, this is the way you are, but asking the question, do you think to what extent do you think that this is true? Does this resonate with you? And everybody has the right to say, actually, no, it doesn't. And so I think that's the first thing. And then the second part is, if this is true, and we have this nailed down, that this certain aspect of your personality or behavior is this way, in what ways do you think that this might be helpful to you in your role? And then in what ways do you think that this might be a, present you some challenges? And so I think... That's something that I have kind of tried to adopt. And so you're the expert. You tell me, what is your opinion about how people should use this and avoid putting people into a box? Absolutely. And I love the way that you you, you approached it in a two-step process. And, and the common thread, I think, in both of those, in step one and in step two, 
is be curious and be open. So Ted Lasso is one of my favorite TV shows of all time because it's just so happy. <laughs> I love it. Are you about something... to talk? Are you about to talk about the dart scene? Yes, of course be- I am. <laughs> oh my gosh. The dart scene because in Ted it, Lasso. Oh yes. It gave me it gave me such language though. It helped me really understand why what am I trying to say? And it paints the perfect picture. So for people who have not seen Ted Lasso, one, Apple TV, get on it tonight. You'll binge <laughs> it in two days. It's amazing. Like I just can't say enough good things about it. Um, but there's this scene where um Ted, who is a uh, American football coach, moves to London to be a soccer football coach. And he is challenging um uh, another gentleman um, in a game of darts, and time out here. He time has, out. Time out. Time out. If you haven't, if you haven't watched it, we got some potential spoilers coming up, and so just let's not ruin it for the people. Okay. No. So, anyway, so, so okay. So no, 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 no. You yes. can do it. Okay, but this is your warning. If you're listening <laughs> and you haven't listened to Ted Lasso, just skip forward a little bit in the program, and you'll won't be you won't be spoiled. So exactly. Please proceed because I love this is a this is an all time great TV scene. So during during the dart scene, the, the other gentleman used to own the club, and now he his his ex wife now owns it, and he's kind of dissing Ted about the job that he's doing as coach, and Ted is kind of taking everything just off the cuff, and he's not getting offended by it, and he is he's explaining to this other guy, Rupert, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. He said he used to drive by this wall at his when he was dropping his kid off at school every day, and it was you know be curious. And he said that when he was growing up, people would be very judgmental to him and they would assume things about him and they would make decisions based on him. But if they had asked questions and gotten to know him, then it would have made that relationship better. And they wouldn't have put themselves in positions to be embarrassed because Ted could do those things or was better at those things. And so at the end of the dart scene, um, Rupert is actually winning the dart game. And Ted goes, oh, I'm actually right-handed. And if you had asked me, am I good at darts? I would have told you that I've played darts every Sunday from the ages of 10 to 16 with my dad. And he's hit like sinks three bullseyes and it's amazing. And you're just like, yes, yeah. take it. Yes. <laughs> nobody likes Rupert. Nobody likes Rupert. He's a real, he's a real <laughs> ass. And so it's a, uh, wasn't sure how, how uh, crass we could go, but yes, no, he it's, is. It, it, real it, terrible. It's on the nose. And so, you know, we don't just, you know, get better at business. We don't drop language for no reason, but sometimes, Look, it's okay to call some call an ass an ass, and so yeah, it it, it is a great, it is a it, it was a great moment. But I do think that that lesson of be curious, I, be I, curious I, about you as well, not only other people, mm-hmm. and that I mean that does tie in as well, of course. Again, helping to kind of depersonalize and, and understand this framework, you have to be curious about other people. You have to under, you have to be willing to ask the question instead of oh, well that kind of hurt my feelings. Instead of saying that to yourself, having a dialogue of, well, where are they coming from? Or why would they say that? So, yes, be curious about other people. That's very important. I, I think that this be- is, I, I'm sorry, I think that this no, is this is a, a, a breakthrough here. And I think that it's like, just follow the, the Ted Lasso rule if you're using these things. Because my experience of people that I have seen that are misusing these things and putting people into a box and making a lot of real... Let me just tell you a story. I was on a call. With, back and forth. I, I, I was on a call with somebody that was using one of these tools, and they had done some profiles of people on my team. And this person, who was an expert at this particular 
thing was looking at their results and providing me with a lot of really definitive statements about the way that these people are. And I had to stop this person and say, I want to remind you that you were talking about a member of my team and you were talking about a person that you have never met before. And I I wouldn't have said it like this until you just made the, until you brought Ted Lasso into the conversation, but there was no curiosity. There was no curiosity. This person was not curious about, I wonder if this is true. I wonder what this would make this person's role like. I wonder how this person's work life would feel if this was the case. There was no curiosity. It was just very prescriptive. It was very direct, very, it it was, it was just very close-minded, very, it was, there was no curiosity. There was no curiosity. And so at, Interestingly, after I challenged this cat that kind of checked him a little bit, his response about why he was doing it this way was based on my profile. And my profile was relatively, I think was not off base in this particular thing, but I am, I'm like two and a half sigmas to the right on one of these dots, right, where I'm a very... This person implied that I would like my communication to be very direct, very straightforward, because people, quote unquote, of my profile, that's the way they like to communicate. But he wasn't curious about, hey, Travis, how would you like to be communicated with? He just made that assumption. And so be be curious. I think that that is a, a great guiding principle for using this stuff. Thank you, Ted Lasso. (laughs) <laughs> yes, thank you. I had so many lessons in Ted Lasso, but that is, you bring up a great point. And that is one of the reasons people hate assessments because they do feel like they're being put into a box that they either are being misunderstood or they only see the ne- negative critical pieces or they feel like they can't get out or there's things that are better about them. And so, so I understand hundred percent why people do not get as excited and nerdy about assessments as I do. But when you approach them, and I'm actually going to piggyback off of you and, and tell another story as well. I recently got certified in DISC, which is another assessment. It's much more um, work-based and it categorizes you into four categories. And that's very small. If you think about the workforce and people in general, four different categories is not a lot. That's not a lot of like variation in people. So the, the less frameworks you have, like keep in mind, that means the more variation there is within that framework because there's only four places you can put someone. Um, And so my characteristic in in DISC is an I, so I'm what's called an influencer, which I think is hilarious. Um, because we're going to talk, we're we're, we're going to talk about influencer here in a minute. We're going to talk about influencer here in a minute, but please continue. It tends to be, it tends to be like the bubbly energetic person. They want to be happy all the time. And like, yes, I, I totally get that a lot. And the other personality type on the, um, of the, of the trainer actually was a D, which is a dominant personality type. And as an influencer, those personality types actually make me a little uncomfortable because it says words like self-confident and assured and selfish. And like they see to me, these words sound aggressive. Mm-hmm. And so we were having a discussion about how people understand the words that they hear, both good and bad. And so I asked her if she, as, as a D, do any of these words bother you? And so she looked over her list of what I felt were aggressive words. And she said, no, I understand all of these. And I said, you're fine 
with someone calling you self-centered and assertive? And she says, yes, because I look out for what's going to do for me first. And then if I can help other people, I will. But I need to make sure that my ducks are in a row first. And so it's it's an interesting. So I had made an assumption about her that, oh, OK, you know, D's are very dominant and they they don't have feelings. And <laughs> they want to get things done. But when I asked her that question and she explained it to me, it made so much more sense. And I didn't feel because I always thought they were really critical of the of that category. I was like, these words are not nice words. Mm-hmm. But the but then she looked at me. She goes, I'll look at eyes. And I think that, you know, you guys are, you know, really charismatic. That can sound really skeezy to me. Like, that means that you're fake. And I was like, mm. oh, I love being charismatic because that makes <laughs> people like me. So I, so to, to your point, being curious about, yes, you can make assumptions. We're going to. We're humans. We live life in stories. That's the only way we can relate to one another. But having the conversation or at least the inclination to say, does this story fit with you? Or can you help me understand a little bit more of your side of it really opens up that dialogue and then creates trust. So that when you have these vulnerable conversations about why you may be the way you are, why you have that question, there's a foundation instead of just being like, well, let's dive in, new person I've never met. This is fine. Yeah. So I think that's a great segue because I think we need to like this. It's right there in the name. We're here to get better at business. And if you want to get better at business, you have to get better at teamwork. I'm just, I, I am, my, my my latest life philosophy that I am trying on for size is that it's just that getting better at business is just getting better at teamwork. That's all that there. If you focus on that, the rest of it will take care of itself. So in your experience of working in a corporate training environment where you are working with a lot of different people, a lot of different circumstances, talking about different stuff, what is the, let's break it down for the people. How would you use the concepts, not necessarily the tools, because, you know, not everybody is necessarily in an environment that's going to be cool with like, oh, hey, let's all go get typed as, you know, Enneagram or let's do disc or whatever. That's not everybody's deal. But the philosophies that are behind that, that you have found really useful, what would you suggest to people, let's say, new environment, new team, new project, you're working in, in a different kind of thing. What are some techniques that you would recommend to people to really get a better understanding of who they're working with so to facilitate better teamwork. Absolutely. And and having just joined this team, actually, I've only been at my job for, for my new job, seven, seven or eight months. So not, not very long. And it's kind of interesting because half of our team is very new. I think we've gotten maybe eight new people in the last year, but that means that there's eight people that have been there longer than that year. And they've all had experiences and worked together. So coming in as a new person is a little intimidating, especially when you have longevity and tenure with other people in the company. So something that helps me when I have to get to work with other people, which I thoroughly enjoy, is is kind of what you alluded to or what you discussed in your conversation with the other the assessment you guys did is number one, how do you like to be communicated with? What is going to be the best way for me to either send you information or work together on this project. Do you want to run the deck? Would you like me to run the deck? Are you more comfortable speaking or would you like me to speak? Can I email you or do you prefer ping or teams or whatever weird thing you guys have? Just starting with basic conversation of of what do you prefer? How do you work best? To me, eliminates a lot of headache and unnecessary worries 
Because you don't have to guess, are they going to email me back? Or do I need to send them a ping? Or does this sound okay? You've, you've already asked the question. There's no guessing anymore. Guessing is what stresses everyone out. All right. So I'm going to challenge you on this one because okay. I would say that this is a little bit of, you know, this, this sounds a little Melissa specific because okay. I do know that, you know, because remind me of your Enneagram type. You're, I'm you're a two, which you is a are helper. a two, which is a helper. And yes. so the way that you were framing this up is that it is, is very, is, is on brand for a two. How would you like, <laughs> yes. how would you like to be communicated with? How would you like me right. to do this or whatever? And so I think that that is something that works for you. And I think that mm -hmm. it's also something that if, if you were paired up with this person that was a, a D in the disc or somebody that's mm -hmm. like, a, you know, I don't know, an eight, you know, challenger type person or mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, that's another great, very, very, very good. So it's, if you were paired yeah. up with somebody like that, I, I don't necessarily think that that would respond, that they would respond, that they might just be like, dude, just, I don't know, just do whatever you want and I'll just deal with it. And so, so I think that you found something that works well for you broaden it out a little bit let's just say like you know so it's you know what are some other ways that somebody could kind of communicate kick things off with meeting a new team that let me ask you this way what is the what are the underlying philosophies of your tactic of getting that information of like you know and in your method of course is asking those questions what's what's going to work best for you but what is the underlying philosophy there that somebody might be able to apply if they're maybe more dominant or sure and yeah and that's i mean that's a great point too and and you're right i tend to ask questions before i do things and other people tend to jump first which can be better a lot of times yeah. because then you're mm -hmm. not wasting time asking questions you get things done you're much more decisive um i think at the end of the day what we're trying to get at is coming to the table knowing that not everyone sees things the same way you do regardless of if you want to make decisions quickly or not or if you want to take the time to ask those questions or if you want to make those decisions, either which way, I think everyone has to come to the table and understand not everyone else at that table will have the same response that you do, will have the same process that you do, and will have the same answers that you do. That's great, we want that. The more diversity, the more different options that you have and maybe the better solutions we're gonna get. I think coming with that understanding is the is like the biggest part, honestly. Yeah, I think that that little dosage of, I mean, well, I say it's a little dosage. It's a big step. It's, a, you know, having that level of awareness that underst mm -hmm. understanding that not everybody does things the way that you do and not everybody is going to have the same desire for detail. Not everyone is going to have the same pre preferences on how things are communicated or how often things are communicated. And so I think going into it with the understanding that that is something that is an unknown that you need to figure out. I, I think that is probably the secret sauce right there. That's that. That's mm -hmm. probably it. Is that you know? Hey, let's just go into it understanding that. And if you don't care, then it's like, well, I don't, I don't think that we can cure that on this show here. You know, we're. Not, it's like I'm not. <laughs> if you just don't care whether people are, you know, in a good work environment or not, it's like I don't think that that's. Like that's, that's a different podcast, man. That's not, that, that's not this one. Exactly. No, that's a great, that's a great point. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's do a little bit of a, uh, let's do a little rapid fire here. I, I promised okay. you that we were going to talk about influencer. So. Yes. I'm curious. You, you have a, you have a TikTok page. I do. 
or is it, is it is it a page? Is it an account? I'm like I'm. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I'm really upset. I do not know the cool lingo anymore. I just learned what T was the other day, and I've never felt so old. <laughs> do you know what that is? Do you know what tea? spilling the tea means? Spilling. It's like gossiping, right? Okay, I didn't know that until like last week. <laughs> old and i've asked like seven people and i'm the only one who doesn't know that so well, <laughs> i so, don't know the correct lingo is what i'm saying gotcha all right well so you have some tiktok presence that has a name that yes. you probably <laughs> don't know word. all right so what is your favorite and least favorite thing about being on tiktok I really like that TikTok is so easily accessible for people. I have gotten so much more traction, interaction, likes, comments, engagement on TikTok than any other platform that I've tried or probably would try. And that truly shocks me. Um, I think it's because it's got shorter. It's about a minute long. I keep everything a minute. Um, so that's a huge help. It's real quick. Um, but also the algorithm of TikTok is really great at finding similar content. And I know all of them have these, this algorithm, but there's something about TikTok where it tends to keep with the same themes. And so it's not just people who are interested in Enneagram. If you're interested in personality or assessments or growth or whatever, you can find me and then you can go to my page and then find everything. I account, whatever word we decide on and then find all the other videos as well. Um, so that's been my favorite thing is with not a lot of, I don't have to make a Google words, ad words. I don't mm -hmm. have to do all this marketing nonsense. I make a video and it gets seen like thousands of times with very little effort. And that's that's been really great. Least favorite thing about TikTok. The least favorite is you have to be, if you want to gain followers and you want to um, really have a following, you do have to do it very, very frequently. And that's, that's not just TikTok, that's all that's all social media presence. But again, because TikTok is moving so quickly, that does need to, like you do need to make more content. And I mean, in full transparency with pregnancy, you get real, real tired. And so that has not <laughs> been my top priority. Um, so I've needed, that is something I really do want to get back into and need to get, need to focus more on to grow my business. But um, so, so keeping up with it is the hardest part, but at the same time, it still lives there. And people find videos from six months ago and they like and comment on them. And I'm like, I haven't done anything in a minute. Okay, great, thanks guys, and I'll respond. So that's kind of cool too. All right, uh, if I was gonna pay you a million bucks to do only one of your jobs, you can either, you can just do the wedding thing, just do the oh training gosh, thing, or just do Flourish Life. Which one of these things are you doing? Oh, I don't like being in one box. <laughs> I, if, if you would pay me a million dollars, I would really love to just do the Flourish Life Strategies part because I really do like helping people see what their strengths and weaknesses are and helping them develop their own language and find words for what they feel. I, I feel like a lot of people don't know. They just know they have reactions. They know they have tendencies. They know they have triggers. They don't know why they have those triggers. And they feel so separated from other people. And they feel like no one else feels this way. And no one, and I'm alone. And while, yes, the experiences of Travis Richards are going to be different than every other person in the world, there are still similarities between you and someone else who has a similar profile type assessment, whatever. 
And it, that builds a bridge so that you don't feel isolated and you don't feel like, oh, I'm the only person who feels this way. And so I would love if, it, if I could make a million dollars doing what I do, doing doing that, I would I would love to do just talk to people about their personalities all day long. So is your expertise as a wedding planner, live bands or DJs? Well, you're going to disagree with me because I was at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I I prefer DJs for the simple fact of it's easier to go through different genres with DJs than it is with a live band. And for depending on the type of wedding you're having and depending on the, the crowd and audience, this is very wedding specific as well. If it's a 24 year old, a DJ, because they want a bunch of different things. They need to satisfy parents and, and older people and they need to satisfy their 18 year old friends like that needs a, a bigger genre. People that are getting married later in life, I mean, a band is way more fun because they're alive and there's energy and like, and it's about what they want. They have less people they have to please. So it depends on who you are. What is the best piece of advice that you did not, that you received but did not follow? I thought about this question and I, I actually follow most advice that I'm given. I am a big homework checkbox. I want the gold star. So I do. <laughs> so if someone tells me something, I usually try it. Um, but I will tell you the best advice I've ever gotten that I do follow and that I do think has been very helpful for me is to just say yes. Just try stuff. Push yourself outside. It may not be in your job description, but just say yes, you'll help. Or yes, you're interested. Or I want to work on this project. And you learn so much more and you get to develop skills you didn't know you had. What is the time in your life when you said yes, but it was a little scary and you're so, so glad that you did? On, if I'm honest, it's about pregnancy. Um, yeah, for a very long time, we had, we had said we were never gonna have kids and that was just a personal choice that we made. And, um, and then I really don't know what changed, but it was really cool. Independently, both my husband and I came to the understanding that we wanted kids on our own. And so neither of us was pushing the other one. But when we got there and we had the conversation and we actually ended up getting pregnant very quickly, it's been a, we've grown so much together and, and we're so much better people than I ever thought we could be. And so I'm really excited to bring like this little girl into our lives and see what she's gonna do too. That's such a corny answer, but it's true. <laughs> Well, that's it. You know, it corny or not, it is certainly you can. The truth sounds like the truth, Melissa. And I know that that was a very sincere answer and I would expect nothing less. So last, last question. Last question. Somebody. (laughs) Time flies when you're having fun, my friend. I know. So last question. Somebody that would like your assistance when it comes to knowing thyself, knowing thy team, where can they find you? So um, you can find me on TikTok, as we've mentioned. Um, My account name, I guess is what it's called, is um, Flourish Life Strategies. So if you just search that in the little search box, then you can find me. Um, And then I'm also on Instagram as well. And then there is a site if you are like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I don't even know. Look at our videos. I'm just ready to go. Um, if you go to youcanbookme.com um, and search for Flourish Life Strategies, you can book me there as well. And we can get started on a session. Well, it is well worth it. Having gone through it myself, it is, uh, 
it is a great exercise in self-discovery and it will you're not going to end up in a box but you will end up asking yourself some really strong questions and i think that if you are go into it with the right mindset which melissa can certainly assist you with getting into that right mindset i think if you go into it with the right spirit then you'll come out a little wiser and a little bit better position to be happy and effective so Melissa, so. i'm glad that was your experience <laughs> it absolutely was my experience and it was my experience on this conversation with you i it is always such a treat to talk to you i am so excited for you and for your husband i'm so glad that y'all are uh you know getting closer and closer to the finish line of bringing this little girl into the world so thrilled for y'all <laughs> on that thank uh, you. I, yeah thank you so much for coming on the program this is get better at business you can find us learn more about melissa and our other guests that we have had on the show at www.getbetteratbusiness.com you can also find me on LinkedIn. We have information about that in the show notes. And we'll also have Melissa's information in the show notes. Once again, Melissa, thank you so, so much for My spending pleasure, some Travis. time. Thank you so much.